SAFM leading the conversation your policies your laws let's debate on night talk you are listening to John Herica on SAFM might not be our policies and our laws but it's the american ones what do they say that the the biggest criminals are brought down by tax evasion who was it um who was the gangster? I want to say Bugsy Malone, but I don't think it was Bugsy Malone. Tax evasion was what they got him on. Murderous sprees, killings, thefts, all arson, all those things. Tax evasion. 34 felony counts of falsifying business records. Donald Trump has pleaded not guilty. He's on his private plane down to Mar-a-Lago from New York City. But what does this mean for politics? Is this the best thing to happen to Donald Trump or is this the worst thing? Let's talk to a researcher, analyst and social and political commentator. Is it Mighty Jamie? How's it going, Mighty? Well, John, good evening to you and listen. I was hoping you'd say better than Donald Trump. He, he's <laughs> Donald Trump, I don't think he can ever look like a forlorn man. You know, sometimes you see a, a, a man walk into court and their shoulders are drooped and they, they, they look a little forlorn. Such a good English word. Donald Trump. Blue suit, red tie, it's what he wears. He walked in, he did his thing, and he left again. Yes, yes, he definitely looked uh, very, very uh, angry. He looked very, very uh, untouched by the gravity of the charges that he was facing. And he handled it in a typical Donald Trump fashion. Mm. But this kind of a thing, actually, is quite for him policy. Because he has always run on the narrative that he's against him, that he's protecting Americans from the you know establishment, the swamp, and this basically for his audience says the swamp is now out to get me because I'm running again. <laughs> uh, he he has been his his big running campaign is that he's a businessman and he was a b- brilliant businessman. He's a billionaire. He's very very rich. Uh, does this add or doesn't this take away the fact that maybe he was rich and a great businessman because he was breaking the law? Well, I mean, this particular um, case, I mean, there's four of them that are facing him, right? So some of them have to do with um, real issues around his organization and what the organization was trying to do in terms of falsifying documents, mm. uh, in terms of inflating the cost of properties, etc. But this particular one has to do with the hush money payments that were made to two women and um, a porter at a, at a, at a hotel around the affairs that they may have had with Trump allegedly. And um, it's, a, it's a case that it relates to the use of campaign funds and trying to you know, hide something that the electorate ought to have known about. There are some challenges, though, that exist with this case, and this is why um, it hasn't been brought uh, in, in the last few years, because um, it was deemed to be out of the statute of limitations in the first instance for uh, the New York District Court. And secondly, was deemed to not have all of the evidence that it needs to get to a conviction. And um, in going for this particular case, a lot of people, Democrats and Republicans, have been critical on the merits of the case. So while there are two, there are three others which are going to really come at Trump's, um, you know, bona fides in different ways. Because there's one that is happening in Georgia where they're looking at whether or not he was practicing electoral fraud, and then there's another New York case which really looks at the Trump organization. Mm-hmm. And then there's the one which looks at whether or not he was holding uh, those classified documents unlawfully. This particular one, though, it's the first one, but it's not a great test case. Right. And that's why you found that there was a lot of sensitivity and not a lot of people gloating and 
boasting, even if you were watching right. CNN, you saw that it was a little bit of a, we covering the story, but we're not going to show excitement because it's very delicate. And we've seen, even from uh, some of the, the, the court cases that have just happened recently with uh, was it, who's this guy from Pirates of the Caribbean, um, the court case in and of itself can become mm. a galvanizing point for the audience. Interesting that because yeah, the the more you see it, the more the right wing media, the Donald Trump supporting media, will make a thing of it if he wins, and the the far left wing media will make a thing if he loses, and that could cause more split in America. Let's face it, America's split fifty fifty at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's split. Uh, it's split in, in the way that you've described, especially if you look at uh, Senate. If you look right now, the Congress obviously is a Republican mm. Congress, although it's a very narrow margin of victory that they have. So whether you're looking at Senate or you're looking at Congress, it's different houses run by different parties, but the split is very narrow. Of course, uh, some of the biggest uh, states like California and some of the more affluent states like New York are very heavily Republican. But when you look at it broadly, you come to realize that the balance of forces in America is split in a way that they are more divided than they are united at this particular time. And the other side of it is that the economic conditions on the ground are very difficult for people. Mm. Inflation is very high. They're not uh, coping with the price of fuel. And Joe Biden is not right now at the peak of his um, political powers. And that makes it very difficult for the Democrats as well to put a united front against the Republicans. Did you see supporters of Donald Trump today? Were they, were they out on mass as they were uh, after the election? Well, I mean, this was day one, and there was a lot of effort made to try to choreograph this from the Secret Service side of things. So right. um, we didn't see as many people as you would have seen on January 6th or some of the other Trump events, but there were sizable crowds that were at the at the venue, but also the world was watching. This was being followed on every phone, this is being followed by from Sky News, Russia Today. Mm. Uh, everyone is covering the CNN, Fox. So many people would have been paying attention to it from one screen or another. And because it's early days, the crowds are not going to be as voluminous. But what is also critical is that the stage managing, because they didn't put him in cuffs. They didn't take a mark shot of him. And part of the reason why they didn't do that is because of an appreciation of the sensitivity of this particular case, because... Mm. What Trump would have wanted uh, is for them to do that so that he can come across as the martyr for right-wing causes, the martyr for Make America Great Again. Mm-hmm. And because the Democrats were very sensitive to the optics of doing that. And even if you think in South Africa, when we saw various political leaders being put in shackles when they had to appear in court, I think even student leaders, it became a very controversial point to say, why are these student leaders being shackled as if they're murderers? Mm. And then the next day in court, they were not shackled because, you know, you have to pay attention to this kind of stuff. There's a lot of heat around this particular case. Like I said, if it had been one of the other ones, I think it would have been a little bit more of a cleaner um, runway. The statute of limitations for this one is two years in the state, but there's a provision that says if you've been out of the state, they suspend the statute of limitations because you're out of the state. Right. That's fascinating. Uh, you know, it, it, it's got the tabloid side to it. It's got the, the Stormy Daniels ex-porn star side. But bottom line of this is it's, it's irregular accounting. And that's not exactly as sexy as the news would like to make it out to be. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a salacious scandal uh, by all shapes uh, because of, of what it's covering. 
but it's 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 something that I think uh, is going to be an interesting thing to observe because uh, they were also arguing today when will the trial be, and uh, you know the prosecution wants an earlier mm. day. They want some time in January, but Trump's people are saying no, give it to us in September, you know, and that's closer to the election. And there's a 50-50 chance that Trump could be acquitted from this. So the fear from the Democratic side is that if case September or in August, just before the election, that is going to really vindicate him to the people yeah. who say Hillary, Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama did stuff in Libya. They were never charged. And Hillary had all of those emails that she deleted. She was never charged. Mm. And Trump is the one who's charged. And <laughs> for the hardcore Republicans, that's a strong talking point. And even now you can see the challenges. Ron DeSantis, for example, has had to defend Donald Trump. Jeb Bush has had to defend Donald Trump. All of the people who said that they were running against Trump mm. or considering running against Trump right now have had to rally behind the person that they're running against. So this is in this package for him. In as much as on the Democratic side, of course, you can look at the financial irregularities, trying to lie to the public, trying to conceal a sex scandal, and they will have their talking points. Mm. But going back to your observation, this is a massive period of division for America. All right, Mighty Jamie, don't go away. We're going to wrap this up. We're going to talk about the politics and what that means as well. Let me just give you these dates. The latest dates I've seen, uh, the elections are scheduled for the 5th of November uh, next year. Uh, they're going to choose their candidate, the Republicans, in June of next year. And according to some reporters, the next hearing for this case will be December with a trial date for January of next year. So this is all happening January, June, November. It's it's 2024 in America. I think it's going to be fun here. America is going to be much the same. <laughs> right. <laughs> Mighty JB, don't go away. We're going to talk about what this means for Trump and for the, the, the Republicans in particular in a second. You are listening to Night Dog, giving you depth and texture to the conversations that matter. You are listening to John Gerica on SFM. All right, let's wrap this up. Researcher, analyst, and social and political commentator, Mighty Jamie. Uh, Mighty, let's talk about the politics of the Republican Party now. Mm. Um, it is, and they will disagree, but it is the party of Donald Trump still. He is still this figure that hangs over the Republican Party. Yeah, I mean, definitely. One of the things that I think uh, people have deluded themselves about to a certain extent outside of the, Demo- of the Republican Party is that Trump is no longer influential. He's still the most influential figure in the party. He gets invited to most of the you know big conferences where he is the first speaker. And even now, after the indictment and reports of the indictment, he's raised over $5 million US dollars in a short space of time. I think $4 million was raised in the night. And that's a very difficult amount of money to raise. I mean, if you convert that to rand, it puts it in perspective. So even the fact that his uh, rivals within the party had to show support for him when they were running against him just now or preparing campaigns against him shows you that Trump is very much in charge of the party. Now, that obviously puts the party in a quagmire because if he is um, arrested and uh, imprisoned, what what then? You know, because all of the you know eggs will be in one one mm. basket, so to speak. Um, but I really think we're in a tricky period here in American history because there's never been an American president arrested. Yeah. And, and the Republicans are not going to let this go. They are a party that generally retaliates and they don't let things slide. If you remember how they behaved when Barack Obama was trying to pick judges and how they felt they'd been left out and then they started to retaliate by making sure that in Trump's tenure they put in judges that they wanted. And 
already they're beginning to be signals that they're going to be pursuing whatever means they can to obstruct this case or to try to derail the progress of this case. Because for them, it says our president, a Republican, is going to be the first one in the history of America to go to jail. We're not going to allow that. So there's a lot of ego involved in that. And that's also going to affect the politics. But my worry more than just the Republican and Democratic side is that America has a lot of guns already. America has a lot of extremists already. And America has a lot of people who've been talking about civil war already. And this kind of gives them a pretext to go beyond the party because some of the people who voted for Trump, I think he had about 77 million voters who voted for him in the last election. They are diehard Trump loyalists. And I don't think that they will, if they were willing to break into the White House Mm -hmm. to try to protect his presidency, what will they do to try to protect him from going to jail? Part of this, though, is is the Fox News, um, the, the 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 election machines. Fox News is being sued mm. by the I forget Dominion, the the Dominion election machines. That could have an impact as well because Fox is the voice of Trump, is the voice of the Republican Party. There are other right wing uh, news organizations, but Fox is the one that keeps getting singled out. How important is that 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 suing of Fox going to affect this as well? Well, you're right. I mean, they may be a little bit more cool and calm around how they rhetoric on this, but this story is salacious enough in itself. It's explosive enough in itself, right. and Donald Trump doesn't care. I mean, you've got Newsmax, you've got Fox, you've yeah. got Truth Social, and then you have this group of podcasters who are always amplifying certain messages due to whatever they prefer, you know, the anti-transgender uh, podcast mm. community. So there's enough happening in America right now for us to consider it a very, very um, fickle environment and a potentially high risk for some kind of conflict as a result of this. You know, it never seems obvious until it happens because sometimes we always ignore the signs. You know, World War One, the signs are on the wall. World War Two, the signs are on the wall. And even now with the war to Ukraine, with this war in Ukraine, the signs and the writing was on the wall. And I think America here, when you think about it as a dispassionate outsider to say this is really difficult and we saw in South Africa what happens when you arrest a president and some people feel that it's unfair Mm -hmm. you know and we don't even have the kind of gun problems that America has I mean I think they've had over 200 gun shootings already uh, publicly more more than one a day yeah yeah so I mean if you think about those dynamics we're not even in 100 days of of 2023 and they've had over 100 um, public uh, gun attacks this is a very tricky situation. I understand that it's happened, and that's why you see a lot of people trying to keep cool energy around it so that it doesn't escalate any further because all over the place right now, I think the tensions are high, and we are very far away from that, those front lines. But I think in some ways, maybe there are going to be conversations around how do people retaliate or protect somebody that they view as their president who's protecting them from the swamp. It's a very delicate period considering that America is at war in Ukraine, and now they are maybe at war internally, even wow. if it's political. Yeah. Uh, let's just bring this home. We've got two and a half minutes to, to wrap this up, Mighty. When, when we look at, we've got a former president who is standing trial, and that is going on for years and years and years. Uh, do Are there reflections of what is happening with Trump in South Africa, and uh, can we look at the two as being similar in some way? I think there are some similarities because 
you know, of the nature of the events that precipitated the arrest of Jacob Zuma. But there are some similarities in the sense that Mayhem broke out uh, when he had to go to jail. Um, and this may be where we are at right now. And I mean, obviously, the arms deal trial is a different thing. The yeah. fight with Karen Mohan and uh, the uh, prosecutor Billy Downer is a different thing. But when he had to go into prison for that contempt of court, we saw a lot of instability in South Africa. It cost us billions. But in other countries, such as South Korea, where presidents have gone to jail, they've managed that quite well. But South Korea doesn't have the gun culture and the divisions that permeate American right. society. We've all seen them, and we've all been paying attention to them. And then, obviously, there are still outside influences like Russia and China. They have information operations running in America at all given times. It's really a volatile environment, if you are to ask me, to is, give you my, is, my opinion. Is it just a distraction? Let's bring on, put on, I'm putting on my foil hat. Is this just a distraction to distract the world from what is happening in Ukraine and any other disasters that America have made over the last 50 years? Well, it's, it's an interesting foil hat. It definitely is going to suck up a lot of oxygen. It's going to take up a lot of the oxygen from Ukraine in the local American media. And I don't think that uh, Bragg would have conspired with Biden for this. But the impact of it, you know, like just like Cabo Besta is drawing up a lot of oxygen in South Africa, this is going to suck up a lot of oxygen in America. But also, it's, it's, they are now officially in election season. Mm. This today here, 4th of April, was the beginning of the 2024 campaign, whether they like it or not. <laughs> and whenever America is in election season, it takes up a lot of oxygen. I actually think that's one of the challenges that Ukraine will have in the next stage of this war oh, because wow. Americans are not going to be able to focus on supporting Ukraine in the way that they did before. Mighty Jamie, fascinating. Thank you very much for taking the time to talk with me. It's been an enlightening chat. Researcher, analyst, social and political commentator, Mighty Jamie, joining us here on SAFM's Night Talk. Those are the two big topics that we're going to be talking about this evening. The rest of the evening is up to you. Give us a call, 086-000-2032. We have a lot to talk about. There's that. And the other big news that's been happening in South Africa, there's not, not a relatively quiet day. What do you make of the EFF's protest against Uganda's anti-homosexuality bill? What do you think about ESCOM's exemption to not have to report uh, some of their figures? What do you make about sundowns being held goalless by a 10-man Cape Town city? All right, now there's a big news story that we can talk about. Uh, let us know what you think about that and anything else that might have popped up in your head over the last few hours. Petrol price coming down by a cent. If you do put 93 in your car, do you still put 93 in your car? All of that coming up after the news at 11.